What's going on, idiots? It's your boys. Milan Haransky. And Sully Solberg. And today, you better strap up because we got a lesson for you. Lesson of the day? Having fun and how to do it. People approach us all the time. Well, we're busy. We're going about our lives. It's crazy. It's pandemonium out there. All the listeners are coming up to us. They're going, hey, whoa. How do you guys tell these stories? How do you guys always seem to have such fun tales and adventures? There's no way on God's green earth that these stories are true. They can't be true. Well, well guess we're going to tell you the sources of the stories, how to tell the stories, how to be a good listener of the stories, and how to have fun. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem-free philosophy. Hakuna Matata. All right. So, like we said, we're mandem of the fun. We're mandem? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. It's a Toronto slang thing. Oh, right. You must know that from all your days living it up in the you know, in I'm, the six, as they call it. Oh, that was so fucking nerdy. You sound like Ben Shapiro when you said the that. six, as they call it. Statistics that must, show. Be, that must be from all the days you spent in the, what does this Drake call it? The six? Yeah. Well, at least I know where I'm from. I don't go around saying, hey, yo, it's a, it's a Toronto team. You wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. I don't understand. Because I'm here, stuck in the frozen, icy prairies. <laughs> and I admit that to myself. Well, go on. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you guys are always asking us, hey, are your stories really true? And we're here to say, they are true. They are true. But there's an art in how you tell them, and there's also an art in how you take a simple day and you turn it into something totally different. It's true. Just this past weekend, we're we're hanging with the, the, the usual suspects. What'd you call them? The usual suspects. No, before that. Yes, last episode, you called them the what called? The fun crew? Uh, super friends. Super friends. We're yeah. hanging out with the super friends. Catching on, by the way, I would like to point out that you shot all over the super friends, saying it was bad. You want to call us the boys. I rejected it. Super friends. It's trending worldwide. We're not going to get into it. Anyway, <laughs> the super friends are back in action, and uh, we're having a, a fun time, but a pretty relaxed time. Maybe yeah. a bit of Mario Kart. Maybe a bit of, hey, we'll get a uh, quick drink. Because we, we set the tone early. We, we walked did. in and we said, hey, we want to have fun. But we don't want to get shit-faced and we don't want to do any dancing. Those are the two rules we walked in with. The two rules. I instantly sensed some pushback from certain members of the Super Friends. Yeah. But I said, it's okay. It'll work itself out. It always does. So we start having fun. We're out. We're at a bar and this UFC fight's playing, right? Yeah. It's all fun. People are beating the hell out of each other. We're enjoying it. What a time to be alive. Exactly. All of a sudden, one of the super friends, Kenzie Ann Sutton. Nice. I don't know if that's your middle name. But cool. Go it, on. it could be. Disappears. <laughs> Says she's going to the washroom. Gone for 20, 25 minutes. And she did that right when we got there. Like, we walked in the building. You sat down. I sat down. Derek, Kenzie, super friends. Yeah. Went to the bathroom. Derek comes out. Kenzie, nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. We're getting a little worried, but not too worried. We're doing the thing where we're like, where's Kenzie? Sure, she's all right. Yeah. She's all right. She always is all right. Somebody's pop, popping a little joke. Maybe she lost her way there. Maybe she fell in the toilet. Who knows? Who knows? So anyway. And keep in mind that while we're sitting there watching the fight, there's this pounding on my feet. I could feel the vibrations of the fun happening downstairs. Now, Kenzie's gone. Who knows where she is? She comes back. She says, I know where the party's at. I'm like, this sounds like some weird drug talk from a 70s Coke movie. I'm getting a little weirded out by the fact that she kind of gathered. You know how all the heads gather around the table? She's like, bring it in, bring it in. I know where the fun's at. But shh, 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 shh. Get your bills. Get them now. And we'll take you to the fun. I was like, you're going to take me to the fun. I'm on the fun train. Choo-choo. But I am a little bit nervous. Exactly. Because also... So then we asked for our bills, right? Yeah. We're like, okay, she said she we we trust this very intoxicated person with yeah. our, with our our fun night ahead. Yeah. So we we round the server up. We say, yeah. hey, slap us with the bills, all separate, because yeah. we're independent. 
We're independent men and women. And women. (laughs) We're independent super friends. Yeah, we are. So she says, what are you guys up to for the rest of the night? Classic question. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. The standard, I'd say. We say, we're thinking, we're going to pay our bills, we're going to go check out downstairs, because it seems like, from the rumbling on my toesies, a good time. And she says, you can't. You can't do it. If you do, there will be a big cover at the door, rumblings of... $30 Thirty to forty dollars for cover. Exactly. Obviously, we're not going to do that, and we don't care that much. But Kenzie assures us that she knows something we don't know. She knows, as I say, where the fun's at. So now, Kenzie is Mother Goose. We are the ducklings. She's leading the way, walking towards the bathroom. We look like we're up to something. Yeah. Why are four friends walking in a line in single file towards bathrooms, especially? When the server said, not five minutes ago, that you can't go down to the basement unless you pay $35, and then she watched us all go to the bathroom at the same time. At the same time. So either one or two things are happening. We're going to do drugs, which is not happening, because mm-hmm. we don't do that stuff. Because we took the D.A.R.E. program. Exactly. And we are D.A.R.E. till the day we die. Yeah. Or we're trying, to, we're trying to be squatters. I, no. I would like to point out, I don't think the server knew. I think she was none the wiser. You know why? She was none the J.P. wiser. Nice. <laughs> Because I don't think she even knew about this path we were about to take. Yeah. About this adventure we were about to embark on. So we're falling, as they say, Mother Goose, ducklings. And people are, wa- people are like watching and, and we look stupid. Yeah. Because we're all whispering to each other, but we're all following each other. So you're looking over your shoulder going, hey, I wonder what this is going to take us to. Mm-hmm. We look like a kindergarten trip gone rogue. Yeah, you might as, you might as well given us you might as well given us the rope to all hang on to because. So Kenzie's walking, and she goes, "So this is where the bathrooms are. This is where I kept going." <laughs> I was like, "Why the hell did you keep going?" She's like, "Because I knew. I love. I, there's nothing more I love than a vague ending line because mm-hmm. it draws you in and makes you want to know more. That's a tip for all the people out there looking to tell stories. So she's like, "This is where I keep going." She goes to like a fucking mop closet and opens the door. Oh, first of all, opens one door. One door. And behind door number one <laughs> is all of the alcohol that they stored in the place. Oh, I was getting there. We had to go past the mop closet, open that door, open another door, technically door number two. Oh, okay. Now we're going, before we got to where the alcohol was, we're going down a flight of stairs that looks like a saw torture chamber. Yeah. Like it looks like we're about to have some secret meetings down there. It does, and not meetings of a good kind. No. We're not meeting about world health or climate change. No. That's where people go to die. We're planning an assassination down there. Exactly. So we're walking down this long flight of stairs, cobwebs in our faces. Yeah. Right? The lighting to paint a picture, lantern. Gas lanterns are lighting our way. Like it's 1811, and we're on a journey for I don't know what. Exactly. So we're walking. I'm thinking, oh, my lantern. What is going on here? Oh. What is going on here? Set that one up in my head. There you go. As you say, we start seeing random bottles of alcohol dimly lit because we're lit by lantern. Yeah. <laughs> then I start seeing piles of potato sacks stacked to the roof. I'm seeing minute rice everywhere. We are in a dark, dingy storage room. And Kenzie assures us. She says, <laughs> this is where I went. I said, why the fuck is this where you went? What were you doing when you passed the bathroom and you walked down into this torture chamber alone? She well, also, said, why did you think that we were down there for? Yeah. She's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I'm like, okay, I'll shut up. I'm having fun, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to giggle, but I know that I don't want to alert any suspicion that, may, that we may encounter. I'll tell you something along the way, because obviously we're taking our time with this, but... When we saw that alcohol closet, my heart kind of stopped because I was thinking like now if we get caught, it doesn't look like we're trying to get down to the party. It oh. looks like we're trying to steal shit. Yes. You know? Yes. So I was kind of a little bit worried at that point. I, my mind did not go that far ahead, but my mind went there at various points of the night because I thought they were going to get Bruno and his buddy to come carry me out and throw me into the street like through a saloon door in an old western or something. And then they're going to say, never come back here again. Exactly. So we're walking. Like I said, we were assured that this was going to be fun and not a torture chamber. But as we're walking, we hear a sound getting more and more loud. We hear a... I'm like, oh my God, we're getting somewhere here. I don't know what we're getting to. 
but we're getting somewhere. Kenzie goes, all we have to do is go through one more door. We open the door, room full of boilers. <laughs> Fucking boiler room. I'm like, you took us down here to show us the boilers? She's like, wrong door. <laughs> wrong door. <laughs> then we open up another door. People are going everywhere. There's black lights. There's people doing a, a LMFAO. They're party rock dancing. There's other people. There's people dressed in cat costumes. There's people with no pants on. Saw that myself. There's people dressed like... One guy was dressed like a zookeeper. Why? Maybe he got back from a Cinnaboyne Park. Or maybe he was late on Halloween. One guy on the couch, sleepwalking. <laughs> on the couch? Oh, not sleepwalking, sorry. <laughs> I love a brain fart there. Sleeping. Another guy starfished on the ground. Was he sleeping and running like a dog? Yeah. <laughs> doing the fucking bug, bug, uh, dead bugs. Have you ever done those before? Yeah. Yeah, doing some dead bugs. No, it was fucking weird. But the thing that you didn't see is when we first walked in, there was like three people by the door. They weren't security. They were just people that obviously paid the $35 to be there. Yes. So when we walked in, they clearly knew that we were not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And they looked at us with like the, just the, a look of pure disgust. And I just gave them a, what's up? Yeah. Two finger, what's up? Peace sign? Yeah. And we just, Kept trucking. Sat down on the, we sat down on the couch as soon as we got in because we knew. We keep trucking. We're not going to give away the exact location of where we were. But I will say, maybe the close listeners will give them a little Easter egg here. Yeah. I have bombed many a time doing stand-up comedy in this place. So the ghosts of bombs past are surrounding me yeah. as I walked into this place under the radar. I was thinking, wouldn't it have been weird if we walked up on the stage and a band was playing? We're just mm. like, hey, whoa. I was actually thinking that because I thought the DJ would be where the stage, like where the door is, is like yeah. on the stage. So I thought when we walked in, it was going to be like, we're going to walk in right behind the DJ. Yeah. We're going to get caught immediately. Yeah. I've been down there many times. I've seen that door many times. I don't even know how we got out of there. No. I don't know how we went down to the, to the land and overturned. I don't know how any of that happened. But now we're in. And we're in on the ground level, baby. And there is madness it seemed like it could have been a rave. I don't know if it was. Oh, for sure was. But there was a lot of glow in the dark, and I put my Nancy Drew cap on. Yeah. And I was thinking, something seems wrong here. You know what I was thinking? What? There's a lot of people here that are licking their lips a little bit too much. And it was making me very uncomfortable yeah. for many reasons. Exhibit A, wearing a Helly Hansen fleece. Not something, maybe something you want to wear to go rock climbing. Not something you want to do to part of your buns off yeah. with a bunch of people who are doing who knows what. Yeah. So we're down there. We're having an, an excellent time. Exactly. You know how I knew everybody was on drugs? As right when we walked in and everybody kind of split. Yeah. One person walked up to me and they had like the fucking uh, different color LED lights on their fingers. Right. And they came up to me and they went right in my eyes and they started doing like twinkle fingers right in ooh. my eyes. And they went, ooh, to the beat. And I was like, holy fuck, we're at a rave. People are definitely on a lot of drugs. Yeah. Let's do this. See, you were putting these pieces together in your mind quick. You know, you think quick. Me, I'm thinking something's off here. <laughs> yeah. This is, what is this? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And I'm walking around and I was being, I channeled my inner you. I'm walking around and I'm just testing the place out by myself. Yeah. I'm on my lonesome. I don't even know what I'm doing. At one point, I went up to some guy who's giving people face paints. And I went and I put my face up to him. And I went, eh, <laughs> to show him I have no face paint on. And he looked at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? Because yeah. I was wearing my Helly Hansen fleece. Yeah. And you know, this is embarrassing how you know you're not dressed for the right event. I'm like, this isn't crazy. Helly Hansen, man. This is, this is mainstream. So you know what I did? I fucking spun my hat around backwards. And I thought that would that would make me look like less of a narc. You did the reverse Pokemon. I reverse Pokemon that shit, and I went full narc. <laughs> nice, know? full narcos. I look like I look like I shouldn't be there. Yeah, and people know this. Exhibit A, me you look, you sticking must, you my must, face into people going, yeah. You might as well have the I love doing illegal stuff on your T-shirt. Exactly. You know. So you guys are having an excellent time. Now, keep in mind, I want to do a little rewind here. You know, this is a flashback. Okay. So flashback sequence, ignite. Okay. All right. So right before we left, I got a call. And it was a call from a friend. Should I say his name or should I not say his name? Should I omit his name? It's up to you. Your call. Hmm. Game time decision. Brayden Solberg. 
I feel like he wouldn't give a fuck. Okay. I feel like he'd kind of enjoy being on it. Okay. I'm not going to say his full name, but his, his, his first name is Ty. <laughs> and for those of you who follow the Closing Time account, Ty's a friend of the show. Friend of the show. Excellent photographer. Excellent photographer. Now we just totally gave us... Actually, no. People might not know. Ty, you're a great man, and you're on the show officially starting now. Yeah, you're officially a friend <laughs> of the show. Uh, so Ty calls me. And Ty's a good guy, but like we're not best bros. You know, like We don't hang out all the time. Whenever we see each other... Awesome. But it's unusual to get a call. It's unusual to get a call from Ty. Like, I don't think he's ever called me to hang out before. We just kind of see each other at parties. We're like, fuck yeah, Ty. Ty's here. And he's like, fuck yeah, Sully's here. And exactly. That, that kind of mutual respect, you know? Exactly. So Ty calls me. And I'm like, okay, something's going on. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, this could be something wrong and it could derail my night. But you know what? Fuck it. I got, I'm intrigued. <laughs> so I answer the night. I answer the phone. Yeah, not the night. Answer yeah. the night. But you also answered the night because night, night was calling you, night and you call- had to answer it exactly. So <laughs> fucking double answering action. So I answer, and he goes, "Oh hey, uh, he's saying to me that his buddies fucking left him at Shark Club downtown Winnipeg. Yeah, his cousins and his buddy <laughs> left him lonesome, and he just wanted to know if he could have a place to stay. Right? Because I live in the city, he lives in fucking about forty five other city, <laughs> forty five minutes away." And uh, I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah, man. You can stay at my house. Just let me know when you're done for the night and fucking I'll let you in, you know? Right. And he's like, oh, well, I'll come hang out if, if that's okay. And I'm like, yeah, that's okay. But our night just got kind of derailed, you know? Like we were <laughs> no. supposed to, it got, like, as you can tell, obviously we got stuck in a rave. I was not expecting glow in the dark face paint to be any part of my night. No. So he went to a different bar and he was kind of waiting for us there, but we got derailed and we got stuck in this fucking. This club, right? And yeah. we made a couple other pit stops along the way um, that caused us to be farther back than we thought we'd be. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. Keep that in mind that he is texting me throughout the night trying to figure out where we are. And then, obviously, like we're trying to get to where we ended up at the end of the night. But we didn't know we are going to be staying there all night. Um, so, that's, that's pre-story to all the shit that's going to happen. All right? Now... Question for you. I take you somewhere. Say we're in uh say we're in Calgary, right? That one time we were in Calgary, we went to Cowboys. I'd say fuck it. Remember when we we got lost, we didn't have anywhere to, we didn't know where we were going? Yes. And I just leave you at that Cowboys place in Calgary and I go home back to the Airbnb. And I go to bed. Right. What do you do? First thing I do, I go on my phone. I call you and I, if you don't answer, I leave you the meanest voicemail of all time. You know what I do? I take it to extreme measures because this is unacceptable in my world. And I, I do something I never do. I put a friendship on the line. Oh. And I say, you get your ass over here in 15 minutes and you don't get your ass over here at all. Or something vague like that. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but I know it sounds scary, you yeah. know? And if you choose you're not getting your ass over here at all, I don't know what I do. But I start freaking out. And I probably do a variation of, I probably, usually in a shitty situation, you have a couple options. I probably do each option really poorly. Okay. (laughs) What's the three? Realistically, you got a couple things you could do. You can ask a local. So I probably go up to somebody and go, where the fuck am I? Or something like that. Yeah. Because I'm angry. Yeah. So that probably doesn't go well. No. No, bad. Bad move. Yeah. So go to option two. I try to figure it out myself. Now, am I thinking clearly in this mindset? No. Of course I'm not. I'm going up to signs going, fucking Center Street. <laughs> That's where he left me. He would leave me on Center Street, Center, bitch. I'm, doing, I'm, I'm having an internal dialogue that makes no sense. Now I go to option three. You know how there's different stages of anger? Yeah, different stages of grief, just different stages of anger. Yeah, probably different stages of grief. There's not many different stages to anger, I don't think. No, I don't think so. No. Well, actually, there's probably like angry, pissed, <laughs> yeah. fucking frustrated. You know, those yeah. are all different. And I've already been through a couple phases of the anger. Yeah. I've been pissed. Yeah. And I've been frustrated when I was naming random street signs. Exactly. So you've gone through them. I've gone through that. Now I'm going to do a thing I like to call bartering. Right? Yeah. I go up to strangers and I ask them, what would you say if you let me stay at your house? Yeah. And what would I offer you that would be good in return? You're doing like passive aggressive comments. You're like, how crazy would it be if you just let a saint, like a stranger from Winnipeg, I don't know, let's just say Winnipeg, stay on your couch? I'm sure you have a couch, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a couch. Well, well, how crazy would it be if there's a random dude was sleeping on it, but he's like trustworthy, you mm-hmm. know? Like he's a good guy on the inside, and mm-hmm. they're like, no, I'm not going to let you sleep on my couch. And I think, 
I start off with the truth. Yeah. Tell everybody the truth. If the truth isn't working, I think of some kind of story that I need help and I might have to start to cry. Because there's nothing more pathetic than watching a grown man cry at yeah. 2 o'clock in the morning with That's when somebody just, goes, somebody just goes, all right, all right, all, all right. All right, all right. Okay, just stop. Yeah. Please. Now, question. How does that change if we're not in Calgary but we're in Selkirk coming to Winnipeg? I'm supposed to be your DD. Oh, we're in Winnipeg. I'm laughing it up all the live long day. But no, you don't live here. You don't, oh. have, a, you don't have a place to go. <laughs> well, then I'm, I'm much more afraid. You're in TY situation. I'm in TY situation. I'm afraid. You know why? Because even downtown Winnipeg, there's not a lot of people around. This is what you hear. Ah, la, 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 la. Tumbleweed rolls by. Ah, la, 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 la. That's what it feels like because no one's around you and you feel like Clint Eastwood's going to show up and you guys are going to have a gunsling battle with the next person you encounter. That's what it feels like in Winnipeg. You feel alone. You feel afraid. You see a tumbleweed. I panic. That's what I do if I'm in Ty's shoes. And I probably start scrolling through my contacts. Yeah. I was going to ask before, just before you say what you're about to say. Yeah. Okay. So you know how there's like, you know how when we, I said this, I tried to do an impression of him before it was really bad, but you know how Shrek says he's like an onion, right? And there's different layers. <laughs> oh yeah. So I feel like there's different layers of friendship, right? Right. How many layers are you peeling back before you're like, like to get to where you need to go? Are you peeling back as much as you need to until you get there? Or is like there a certain threshold <laughs> Of, like, wait, wait, wait. You got to break this down for so, me. So, like, there's like rings of friends, right? Like, I consider oh, you a best friend. Yeah. Like, Derek a best friend. Then there's yeah. like, Ty's like a friend, you know? Yeah. Like a good buddy. Oh, I'm willing to peel down all the layers. Like, people, somebody you've met like once. Oh, I'm willing to dice the onion all the way up. Oh, okay. I'm calling anybody. I might even Instagram message a Like, friend. it's a puree by the end of it. Oh, I don't care. I'm pure I'm pureeing it all the way up. We're onion paste, baby. That's how far I'm willing to go. Okay? Before, like, you, because I feel like what I would do. Sorry to cut you off. No, good. What I would do, if I was in his situation, is there's only so many layers I'm peeling back of friends before it, like, start, it starts to be pathetic. You know what I mean? Like this guy, somebody starts to think there's something wrong with Do you me. think you care? I think I do enough because it's like, it's Selkirk. You know, it's people, or it's not Selkirk, it's Winnipeg. It's people that you know. So I feel like eventually if it got to that point, it's like, fuck, I'm getting an Airbnb or a hotel. I wouldn't. I would go all the way. I would exhaust every possible scenario. I, I feel like it's like, like, I'm like, all pride. Like, here's, a, here's an example. Right? I'm yeah. stuck. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a person that I wouldn't ask. You yeah. know? I don't think I'd ask, like, uh, like Bailey S. from, from, from B-Town. <laughs> okay. You know? I feel like that's, like, a little, like, I've, that's somebody I knew, like, a long-ass time ago. Yeah. That, like, I barely know now, you know? Yeah. Or, like, I, I wouldn't hate, ask. I hate that you did the last syllable, like, last letter. <laughs> or, like, because uh, we know quite a, little bit, quite a bit of them. But I wouldn't ask... It's like a friend of a friend, you know? Oh, I would. I would ask because I think the weirder person you ask, the less likely they are to say no. Yeah. Because they know that they're not going to have to see you again. This isn't going to come back in conversation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you ask like the secondary friend and they say no, you're going to run into them and it's going to be weird. Yeah. If you ask somebody that you worked with three years ago if you could stay at their house and you tell them that I'm afraid right now. People are around me. Yeah. There's a guy, a guy walking around. I saw a guy with a machete. I don't know. Exaggerate if you have to. Yeah. I don't think they're saying no. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's like a good point. Like if you make a big enough stink about like what your situation is. Oh, I'm is, stinking it up, baby. Gotcha. You're fucking, <laughs> you're stinking it up. One last question before we get off this. Just quickly. Okay. Reverse that. You're the person on the end of the phone like I was. Yeah. Right? Obviously, Ty's like an easy yes. Yeah. Right? It yeah. was like, oh, of course you can. Yeah. But who's like... What's like an example? Don't give me like a name. Yeah. But like how far do you go? Oh, I'll tell you what I would do. Yeah. Somebody, random, somebody, guy, random guy calls me. Here's what I say. Yeah. I might have an extra couch. I don't know if I do. Instantly, I'm pointing this guy in a situation where he's thinking, how does he not know if he has a couch? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that guy's going to start doing some hard critical thinking. Yeah. And he's going to think, maybe this guy doesn't want me around. I'm going to call a different guy. He's going to go through that process. I'm going to say... I'll see if I have a couch. I'll call you back. He's just thinking he definitely has a couch. He just doesn't want me on it. Mm-hmm. If he calls me back, he's in a desperate situation. I know. Yes. Yes, Siri Bob, I found my couch. Yeah. You can lay on it. Gotcha. So you're, t- you're like testing the waters. I'm testing the waters. You're getting like a trial run almost. I'm testing the waters, and I'm also looking for a little bit more inside information. Gotcha. I'm wondering... Just how bad this guy's night might be. If this guy has a knife in his back or something crazy like that, I don't want to be a part of a crime scene. What if, like, your worst enemy, like, not somebody, like, you fucking want to 
punch in the face. <laughs> but like your worst, like you know, when you have arch nemesises. Yeah. Like they want to stay at your house. Oh, do man. you say no or do you like pity them? Well, first of all, I want to make a new plural up in my head. Arch nemesis. Nice. Sounds cool to me. Does yeah, <laughs> definitely sounds cool. If my one of my arch nemesis, uh, if they approach me for a potential slumber party, what am I doing? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tough one. They're saying let's roast weenies and fucking make s'mores. First of all, here's what I do: I make them feel uncomfortable yeah. first because they have to pay for this. Yeah. I'm going to let them come over eventually, but it's not going to be easy for them. Yeah. I'm asking them, remember the time I asked you for help and you didn't help me? Nice. A little guilt trip. A little guilt trip. And they go, I know. I've changed. And I go, I hope you have. Yeah. <laughs> or something weird like that. Or we'll that. see, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll look if I have a couch. Then I hit them with that one. Nice. Um, yeah, that's what I do. Nice. That's what I do. Let us know what you would do in the oh, comments. Oh, I have one more thing I would do to my eyes. Possible nemesis. Give it to me. I would tell them that I'm at a cool thing, which I'm probably not. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I can't really hear you. Yeah, I'm actually at a conference right now where I'm partying with the leaders of the United Nations. No, yeah, it's hard climate change. I know. What do you? What did you end up doing with your life? Oh yeah, accounting after you fucked me over. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll see if I have a couch though. In the United Nations. There's yeah. a lot of people over. So I'm actually not home right now. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson's rubbing my feet. Can I call you back? <laughs> I'd do something like that. Yeah. So that would waste a, a bunch of his time. And by that time, he would know to call somebody else. Yeah. So we're going back. Going, we're going back. back to the rave where we went through and we were lit by all my lanterns. Yes. So I was trying to – we promised the, the listeners that we would tell them the keys to bo- being both a good storyteller, both that as well as being a good story listener – and maybe even how to tell a good story or how to get material for good stories. Exactly. We were listening to the audio fun bowl. <laughs> Not the Bible, but the, the fun bowl. The fun bowl. I thought you were doing like a Red Bull joke there. No. No. Bible joke. Bible joke. <laughs> and it crushed. And it killed. Nothing funnier than explaining a, <laughs> your own yeah, joke. Yeah. It's like the Bible, but fun. Yeah. <laughs> and without the religion part. Yeah, Paul didn't write one story. It was no. all Brad and Chad and Tad, baby. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Anyway. Uh, Thou shall not. <laughs> yeah. You're going to the bro code. Yeah. 12, the 12 commandments of fun. Yeah. All right, enough Marty Stinson. So anyway, <laughs> I'm telling you guys, people don't understand what it takes to have fun. Fun comes with a price. Yeah. Okay? Consequences. It comes with consequences in order to do something fun. This is, my, this is my primary thesis, if you will. Okay. Rules must be broken to some degree. Yes. If you want to have more fun, get one friend who doesn't give a fuck about the rules. Yeah. If you have all friends who are nerds, which I've hung out with many nerds, great people. Yeah. Not fun people, though. No. Right? Unless, you, unless you, that's your version of fun. <laughs> what? Monopoly? I guess so. Fuck Monopoly. Fuck board games. If you want to have some real fun, yeah. get yourself some friends who don't care about the rules. Exactly. Now, here is my question to you. You're a smart guy. Thanks, buddy. This is like how like a newscaster builds a guy up to break him down. Yeah. You're a smart guy. Now I'm going to tell you why you're not smart. You yeah. know? But anyway, you are a smart guy. I say to the listeners, having fun comes with the cost of breaking rules. For example, we fucked over that place Four thirty-five dollar covers for round numbers. That's like what one hundred twenty dollars, maybe one hundred twenty dollars. We fucked them over. Yeah, I think that's worth it. Yeah, because they lost a little bit of money. We gained a lot of fun. We have a story now that I'm going to think about for probably the next couple of years of my life. Yeah, not continuously, but it'll be ringing around in there when I have a sad moment. At what point? Where do you draw the line between being a fun person? And being a complete sociopath who only cares about himself. Because you nice. can't just go around the r- world breaking all the rules. Can I make a point? Yes, exactly. Okay, so two things. Mm-hmm. First thing, I'd say, most important part of creating an atmosphere of fun, yeah. creating a fun-mosphere, okay. play on words, yeah. is the people that you hang out with. And not just like, surround yourself with good people and good things will come. Not always. No. You, you get a bad have, guy in your group, too. Exactly. you got to have a good group <laughs> dynamic. Yeah. All right? And you can't... You can still have fun with two people. You can have fun by yourself. Yeah. But we're talking smiling, not from your chest, not from your head, from feet, from your fucking toesies <laughs> to the top of your hairs. Yeah. Smiling. 
yeah. laughing, yeah. enjoying yourself. Right. This is the type of fun we're talking about. Fun that, you, that will stick in your brain forever. Enough so that when you tell people it, they can sense, a, they can sense pure joy coming from you. Right. Right. So this is, this is what I think. I think you need at least a group of four people. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I think this is important. <laughs> you got to have a good dynamic between, I'd say three to four people actually. Okay. Good dynamic between them. There's got to be some sort of, of difference between you and the person, the other people that are in your group. You got to right. add something to the group. So let's say you, like we said before, you bring like the fact that you always want to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to go for like, I'm trying to pick up chicks. You're going to try to get a laugh, right? Mm, I'm going to make more stories. You got to have one person who's fucked out of their tree. I feel like isn't it? Yeah, that's a good. That's, you need that. Yeah, because <laughs> then there's that one person. Their inhibitions are low. And <laughs> they'll they'll break all the rules if they need to. Exactly. That's the rule breaker. Usually, it's the person that drinks. You got to either the rule rule breaker has to be drunk or they just got to not give a single fuck. Yeah. Then you got to have the straight that straight and narrow. You got to have kind of the mom of the group. You do sometimes. Yeah. Depends on how much fun you're thinking to have. And the roles can shift. Yeah. Event to event. Everybody has a role in the group, and they're not all. It's volleyball. You're doing a rotation. For you, it's great for volleyball when everyone plays all the positions. Yeah. Like Brian, for example, he's a wanderer. You can't have all wanderers, or you'll all be lost, and no, nothing will ever get done. Because then you're not a group anymore. You're not a group anymore. If you have one wanderer, they go around collecting information, reeling it back to the group. Yes. You have one guy who never veers from his post. He stays on that post, and he is just steady Eddie. Yeah. Also a stern kind of guy. Same guy who stands the post. He's stern. Somebody fucks with your group, he's on. He's telling them off. Exactly. You have to have one person who's a pacifist. A altercation breaks out. They go, whoa, 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 whoa. We're all here to have fun. Now, now, here's something important. <laughs> and here's something that ruins a lot of groups. Okay. Okay. Always omit the person. <laughs> if there's somebody in your group that every single time you go out, start some shit where you end up getting in a fight or you end up getting kicked out of the place. Fuck that Fuck that guy. noise. Kick him out of the group. Out of the group. Shitty guy. He's going to the shitty guy category and he's never coming out. Because the whole point of having fun <laughs> is to be where the fun is. And you can't be where the fun is if you if always you're have, kicked out. If you're kicked out or your friend's doing some dumb shit and you always have to keep your eye on him. So don't have the guy like that. Do not have that guy. Now, here's what I was going to say before about the group dynamic. <laughs> this is where the line is drawn. You as a group have to collectively figure out your moral compass. Okay? <laughs> you do, yeah. How much are you willing to fuck over another person before it turns into like a moral dilemma? Yes. Okay? For us, I don't know. What do you think that line is? Where does that line draw? I said earlier, you got to be willing to break the rules. Maybe not blatantly just shatter them, but you do have to be willing to bend the rules. You have to be, as a group, no. That it is okay. That the rules are made to be bent, as I said. You need to have a group that's willing to think outside the box. Yeah. To do things that other groups would say, why the fuck are we going down to a torture chamber? Yeah. Our group, our group doesn't think like that. Also, another important thing, you can't have a naysayer. You know? <laughs> True. Everybody in the group has to be able to know when it's like, you know what? Let's follow the fucking the group wanderer. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But if one person says no, and they're just like a naysayer, like they call, like they call them, and then you're never going to do anything that's risk. You got to take risks to have fun. Now, the, back to the thing. Where is our line? I think our line draws at not, I think our line goes a little bit past like hurting somebody else's feelings. Because I think you got to do that sometimes. But I think you got to hurt feelings. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes people's feelings are hurt. And that's okay. <laughs> it is okay. But I hurt many when it becomes an day. issue where it's like this person's going to take it into the next day. I think that's where our line's drawn, you know? Yeah. Like, if the at, at, that person might be pissed for the rest of the night, yeah. but they're not going to be pissed in the morning. Yeah. You know? That's our line. Yeah. But if you're like, that's the thing. That's, what I think, where the, our moral compass stops, and I think that's a good place. You got it. Here's the thing. You break the rules as long as the rules that you broke don't hurt an individual person. Past the night after. Pa- they can hurt them for 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes, they can tough it up and take it. Like, if somebody walks up to you and they're asking, like, like let's for, like for us example, yeah. If somebody walked up to us and they're like, uh, "Hey, I had to pay thirty five dollars for the ticket." Yeah, I'm looking them straight in the eye. I said, "Well, that's your loss, yeah. baby." Well, here's the thing that happened to me. I'm having a fun old time. Yeah, I'm dancing around. Some lady dressed like a glow in the dark mouse approaches me. Now, if you want to approach somebody, to make a point. Don't look like a glow in the dark mouse. No, it's not helping your cause. She comes up to me and goes, "Hey, hey, you, you," says poking me. I'm not a fan of being poked. I don't no. think anybody is. He goes, hey, hey, where's your wristband? Where is it? Where's your wristband? And I go, 
I took it off. And she looked at her right in the eyes. She said, hmm. okay then. Walked away. And here's the thing. That woman, <laughs> that tiny mouse woman, yeah. probably thought in her head, like, fuck this guy. I paid 35 bucks to get in here. He paid nothing because she knew you were lying. Yeah. I, he paid nothing. That's not fair. And that might have pissed her off for the night. Yes. But the next morning. She, she doesn't not, remember that. She doesn't remember that and she doesn't give a fuck. No. Because she had a good time the time that she was there. That's the line. Now, here's the thing people understand. When someone's telling a story, you need to be a good listener. Mm -hmm. You need to be an active listener. What you don't want to do, if you are the type of person who stops a story, let's say we're telling the story of how we snuck down to the land of no return, uh, rave world. If I'm telling you that story and you stop me to go, but you, you didn't pay the cover. That's not allowed. That's not allowed. This happened to me recently. I won't get, tell you who I was talking to, but I was talking to, um, um, I don't want to make it sound like I was like talking to Miss Robinson getting seduced. Yeah. I was talking to a much older lady because I had to, and somebody I know and somebody I respect. Yes. I'm trying to be interesting. I'm trying to make it so that this person now has a fun story, maybe to tell to their family. Yeah. So I'm telling this story, and she goes, well, you shouldn't have done that. I know. I know that. Yeah. I know I shouldn't have done that. That's why it's a good story. Yeah. You ever seen movies before? Many things go wrong. That's what makes them interesting. Exactly. Things that go perfectly right aren't stories. Those are just days. Do not interject to say that, hey, you shouldn't do that. Do not interject to correct grammar. The other day I was talking to one of my family members. I said, this is where it got even weirder. They said, weirder? I said, yeah. More weird than just weird. (laughs) They said, I don't think weird is a word. Now I'm fucking abandoning my story to have a grammatical debate. Yeah. Do not be that person. Do not be that person who interjects to say, let's say I'm telling a story about me and the super friends. Mm-hmm. I say, so me and my friends, we're going crazy. Somebody goes, it's my friends and I. Suck dicks. Yeah. Multiple. Multiple. I hate people who do that. Yeah. You think you're so s- smart because you know about the I and me thing? You're not. Yeah. Shut up and, and be a good listener. Exactly. Another another rule in the fucking handbook here. Uh, I like to call it pockets. Be aware <laughs> of the pockets. Yeah. Or put stuff in your pockets. Right. Right? Pockets are made to store stuff. Right. So you're listening to a story and you think, wow, I have the funniest story to tell this person because that happens to me all the time. I'm listening to somebody's story, right? You're taking in what they're saying. You're laughing. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Or you're smiling or you're crying or whatever the story is. But you take in whatever. You're going to take in stories. You're going to have stories to tell. You're going to have things to say. But you've got to recognize the pockets in which you can say those things. And if there's no pocket, then you put it in your pocket, right? <laughs> and you save it for later. Then when it's time, you pull it back out and you say, boom, got something to tell you. Yeah. And it's a playoff instead of uh, interjection. Yeah. Do not interject. Do not interrupt. Here's an example of a guy who gave me a good story to tell. Yeah. So I'm having a good time. I'm trying to act like I'm not wearing my Helly Hansen thing. So... I'm not going to lie. I even tried to get my shuffle on. Embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I'm happy only the super friend saw and no one else I knew was there. All of a sudden, this tiny guy, and it means a lot that I'm saying he's tiny because I don't tower over many. Yeah. But I literally was like probably seven, eight inches taller than this guy. Short king. He's a short king. This little Danny DeVito fucker, yeah. he's coming straight for me. He's <laughs> running. Okay. Yeah. Why is that funny? Danny DeVito fucker got me. <laughs> Okay. He's coming straight for me. Yeah. And he's not slowing down. No. But weirdly, I felt strong. I felt ready. I felt like he couldn't fuck with me. Yeah. And I started to think in that moment as he was charging full steam ahead, is this how tall guys feel all the time? Yeah. No wonder tall guys are assholes. Exactly. You know what I mean? If I was fucking 6'4", maybe I'd be a terrible person. I don't know. Yeah. Because you, you just think you could crush everybody like croissants, you know? Exactly. Like a little <laughs> flaky, doughy croissant. Yeah. You could fucking squish them exactly. with your mighty fist. I can make you flake. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's how they feel all the time. <laughs> That's how they feel. So Danny DeVito's coming straight for me. But I'm not afraid. No. Not at all. But he comes up to me, and he fucking shoves me as hard as he can. <laughs> like he's like Elaine from Seinfeld. He goes, you! <laughs> I know you! I go, oh, yeah, how, how do you know me? He's like, you're funny, man. You're fucking funny. And he's like full of energy, definitely on drugs. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away about this guy. I don't want to shun him because it's possible it could be a listener. Maybe. 
But he, he, then he's like punching my arm. He's going, you're so funny, man. You're funny. And I was like, oh, you, you see me do stand-up? He's like, you've got something. You've got, you've, you've got, you. I was like, well, you, what the hell? It sounded like a, a disc that was scratched. Yeah. And he goes, you know what you've got? You've got great energy. Great energy. The only thing that he could have said that might have been weirder was, you got great charisma. <laughs> yeah. You know? So he goes, you got great energy. And I go, not as great as you, buddy. And he went, ah! and then he ran away. Yeah. Very weird. I saw that whole interaction. I thought I was going to have to fucking absolutely smoke somebody, you know? I thought I was like, God damn it, Milan. I thought you were being the altercation guy. <laughs> no, and I was like, I'm going to have to step in. I'm going to have to fight a shrimp-sized dude, you know? <laughs> have you never hung a... I, do I have to refresh you on me? I am not altercation guy. Well, I thought in that moment you might have started something. I don't know if you fucked with this guy or you know, you called him a shrimp or something. I don't know. You know what I am? I am wisecrack guy. Yeah. I'm not insult guy. I'm not insult guy. I'm a guy that leaves a little stink on the party. Who goes? Did that guy really fucking say that to me? Yeah. But by the time you realize that my joke kind of was a backhanded shot at you, I'm already gone. Exactly. I'm gone with the cash, and I'm heading home. I don't. You're have like the fucking cash. Batman. You're like <laughs> in and out. You know. I'm taking ego away from douches and taking it from myself. Exactly. That's You're sucking su- the ego out of people. <laughs> That's my superpower. Yeah. So tiny guy is a good indicator of how to give somebody a good story should he have punched me in the arm no should he have shoved me and ran towards me probably not but think about this but he created fun times he created the story because he did exactly what we're talking about he broke the rules <laughs> without going too far yeah. you know he punched you he shoved you but it was never too much no. he, he met the threshold yeah because you know? you're never going to be thinking the next morning like ow my arm's sore you walk up to somebody you deck them in the face not good they're going to remember that the next morning. Exactly. Yeah. So another thing I'm known for, I think I might have asked, you may be the Irish one. Yeah. My mom says I have a sprinkle of Irish. I think everybody does. Everybody's, got, everybody's got a little bit of Irish. Yeah. Know? My mom loves to point that out. Every St. Patrick's Day, well, we're all loaded. I don't know. I said that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you may be Irish, but I have mastered the Irish exit. You truly, <laughs> Nobody does it better than this fucking guy. You truly have. And you always, you always, okay, the thing is, like, whenever me and Milan go out, people always resort to me to ask me where you are. So that's why it's fucking annoying. Because <laughs> I stay by the group. You venture around, you're lost, no one knows where you are, but no, people know you're around. Yeah. Me, if I'm not around, I'm probably gone. Yeah. Nobody knows where I went. If people can't find you in like five to ten minutes, they know you're fucking, you went to bed, you know? So here's what I did for my last Irish exit. I'll tell you something I haven't told you yet about this night. Something yeah. weird happened to me. Oh, okay. So I was looking for that guy. Yeah. And I couldn't find him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Turns out I found someone else. Okay. That's what, that's what I really decided I had to go. You know how people do that, like, rave dancing? Where it looks like they're doing a crazy kind of Irish jig mixed with the party rock anthem. And their yeah. feet are just going. Shuffle dancing, shuffle dancing. feet are just going every which way. Yeah. So I'm looking for that guy. I look very lost. All of a sudden, some girl, and, and you probably saw her, she had black hair and, like, pigtails, like, one on each side of the head. Yeah. It's like kind of, she's dressed like kind of like some kind of like slutty schoolgirl. She made me uncomfortable. Okay. And she's like trying to say something to me, but I couldn't really understand. And I was like, what? What are you saying? She's like, why are you dancing? I was like, hey, I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Trying to like (laughs) make her just stop talking, you know? And she's like, no, you don't know what you're doing. Dude, no, why don't you dance like us? I was like, guys, I don't know how. I don't know how. And she, then she just starts going, woo, isn't this fun? Isn't this fun? Isn't this fun? And something about the whole combination of the events, because there's a circle of them doing all that crazy footwork. Yeah. Which I don't know how to do. Yeah. And I'm doing my classic two-step, which is not appropriate for this moment. This girl's dressed like I don't even know what. And she's telling me, isn't this fun, woo? I'm thinking, i got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. I was so uncomfortable. I've never been more uncomfortable, really, in my whole life. Something about it, and then they felt like they were all laughing at me. You know what I mean? You yeah. ever feel like you just, you're the joke? Yeah. And not in a good you're way. The drunk, you're the joke in like a place where everybody's on drugs? You're yeah, like, and I was like, what? how did this happen? Yeah. How did somebody with, this, with Pippi Longstocking hair turn this around? What in the Uno reverse fuck is going on? Exactly. So then I went over to you. 
And I said, hey, is there enough for some pizza? And you said, no. That totally, you know what? That totally <laughs> makes sense because you had the most frantic, scary look in your eye. And I was like dancing or whatever. You came up to me and you're like, hey, I'm going to get pizza. Yeah. I was like, what? You're like, I just, do you want to get pizza? And I was like, uh, I'm good for right now. And you're like, all right. Because in that moment, I, I, I quickly ran by everything that could happen in my head. I was like, one, this girl is making fun of me. Two, this girl is hitting on me, which is not good. Three, I, I just felt like, what am I doing? Like, you ever be drinking and you having fun? And then all of a sudden, everything hits you at once and you just think to yourself, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Why am I doing this? Yeah. That All of those feelings, they just washed over me at once. And I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to go home. What am I doing? I'm, I'm better than this. I can't be getting shit on by Pippi Longstocking. So that's when I said the pizza thing. Yeah. I didn't say bye to anybody. No. I didn't say what I was doing. I just walked out. I assumed like... I don't know. I kind of assumed when you said that to me, like pizza, and then I was like, "He's not go- not going to get pizza now." Like you're not you're not the type of guy that like waits for everybody to go. If you yeah. want to do something, you're just going to do it. Yeah. So I knew you were going to leave after that, but especially by the way you like frantically. <laughs> so then you looked like you looked like something just you saw a fucking death or something. So then I, you have to kind of walk up this like spirally staircase to get out of the basement crazy party we were in. Yeah. So I get back on street level. Some guy uh, tells me something that I don't care about. Yeah. So, so I start, I'm like zapped back into reality. It's like some guy told me a story that makes no sense, yeah. you know? And I'm kind of like, oh, I'm okay. I'm smarter than that guy. You just need to feel smarter than one person, yeah. you know? And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get some pizza. So I walk over to the pizza place. Now there's like this big ass line in the pizza place. And I'm feeling at home. I feel, I hear people, uh, Insulting each other. I hear pointless swearing. I see bros punching each other's at arms. I feel like I could fit in here. So I stand in line. I'm all alone. In front of me is this guy and his girlfriend. This guy's being weirdly chatty with me. He's asking me things like, what do you think you're going to get? I'm thinking, hey, I don't need to answer your questions. I just want to stand in this line, you know? Yeah. So he's like, I usually get this. What do you get? That's cool. That's cool. My favorite is this. I'm like, this is so weird, but I can't evade it because yeah. I'm stuck in this line. Yeah. All of a sudden, this giant guy walks in. He's just walking past everyone in the line. I'm thinking, is this guy going to the bathroom? What the hell is happening here? He goes all the way to the front of the line and just starts talking to the clerk. So we're all kind of doing the look where we look at each other and go, did that guy really just do that? Guy in front of me. He leaves this Mr. Nice Guy, guy next door vibe at home. And he just goes, hey, buddy, yo, this is the line here. This is the line. You've got to go to the back of the line. And the guy goes, I'm buying pizza for all my friends. They're waiting for me. Then the guy goes, okay, well, I didn't know that. Other guy goes, okay, then shut your mouth. And I was going, why would you say shut your mouth in that situation? Wait, which, the guy that walked to the front said shut your mouth? Yeah. Shut your mouth, he goes. Yeah. Like, do you ever see somebody say something like that? And you're like, that is the last thing I would say in that situation. Yeah. That guy, he needs a class in our, in our fun train. That's what he needs. But also, how did he get away with the fact that he just said, I'm buying pizza for all my friends? Because I think they were waiting for him at the front of the line. Oh, okay. I thought you meant he just walked past everybody and everybody's like, hey, what are you, the fuck are you doing? He's like, hey, don't worry. I'm buying pizza for all my friends. Well, he said it like so, he said it with such confidence. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I do this all the time. What's yeah. your problem? You wait in a line? That's for you. I don't wait in lines. That was this guy's vibe. Yeah. So the guy, he tells this, this guy in front of me to shut his mouth. And the guy goes, what the fuck did you say to me? Then his girlfriend's going, stop, stop. I feel like I'm right back at home. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. This is this is what I know. This is you're used to utter chaos. I might not know shuffle dancing and that kind of glow in the dark chaos. Yeah, I know fully lit or fully dark chaos. That's what I know. Yeah, battle of the extremes. <laughs> I see fights at pizza places. I get excited. I see people shuffle dancing and smiling. A little, I get afraid. A little fire starts to burn in your heart. <laughs> so this does no, girlfriend's going stop, stop, and the guy goes, "No, what are you going to do?" And his friends go, "He's not worth it. He's not worth it." And I'm like, "Yes, yes, I'm front row." I'm a little bit nervous, and it made me – all that stuff I was feeling before is now gone. Mm-hmm. So that guy goes, whatever, and he, and he goes – he buys pizza for his friends, yeah. like he said he was going to do. And the guy turns – the guy that was been talking to me, he turns around. He goes, what a rude guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like – I've never seen somebody ready because this guy was not fucking around. He was ready to throw down and then use the word rude. 
You know? Yeah. Rude is something your auntie says when you're like uh, burp at the table. She goes, rude. Yeah. That's what you use that word for. Yeah. Or if you're like 40 and like somebody, <laughs> somebody like steals, like takes your shopping cart, you know? Exactly. How rude, you know? So I forgot one funny thing and then we'll go, we'll go uh, over to your, your thing about uh, T.Y., yeah. the boy. I said one of the dumbest things. I kind of want to do a formal apology because I was bit being fucky the drunk clown a little bit. Okay. And, Fuck you, the drunk clown. Yeah. All right. And because uh, I wanted to be, I wanted to show this uh, Ty that I was appreciative that he joined us. Yeah. But the music's loud. Uh, 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 uh. We've covered that, right? Yeah. I go over to them and I, I'm trying to tell him about how we snuck down through uh, the cobweb lantern basement thing, and I'm trying to describe it to him. And there's a scene in the movie Goodfellas when they go in through the kitchen. It's a famous scene. And I'm shaking him, which is never good. I don't know. I instantly regretted it. Like, I don't know why I did that. And I was going, have you ever seen Goodfellas? He's like, what? I was like, Goodfellas, it's a movie. Have you seen it? He's like, no, no, I can't hear you. And I was like, I went in through the basement. And he's like, I can't. What? What? And then the music stops. I go, have you ever seen Goodfellas? And he goes, no. <laughs> And the look on his face, just like, why are you asking me that? Yeah. You know? Music blaring in the background, everything's glow in the dark, and you ask him if you've seen a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. And I was shaking him, like, have you seen it? You yeah. Know? So that was bad. And then he was nice enough to buy, buy us all around. After the, if somebody did that to me, I'd buy nobody around. Yeah. You know? Can I just say something before I forget it? What? <laughs> you know how there's like shit on the walls? Like there was like, not shit on the walls, but like there's like <laughs> yeah. decorations on the walls, yeah. right? They're like hung like half stuff on the wall so it looked like it was in it. Yeah. You know, so there's like half a tricycle in the wall. And towards the end of the night, I just see this guy rip the half the bicycle off the wall and just take it home. <laughs> really? I was like, okay, you know? Yeah. I just wanted to get that off my head because I thought it was so fucking bizarre. Mm-hmm. But yeah. T.Y. did show up. He did show up later. Mm-hmm. Like, as you obviously know from the story you just told. Yeah. So eventually, I text him and I'm like, oh, hey, sorry, I got, I got caught up at this fucking, uh, wherever we were. Yeah. I got caught up at this rave. Yeah. Tell him where it is. Five minutes, he's there. Yeah. Like, he's, he's in the building and he goes, oh, hey. Yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, did you fucking sneak through the back like we did? And he goes, no, I paid 35 bucks to get in here. I'm like, oh, fuck. Sorry, I would have told you that there's a secret entrance in the back. <laughs> and I was like, because I didn't think he was going to be there that quick, you know? It's almost better you didn't, though, because imagine he tries to do it, gets caught, gets yeah. thrown out. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, we go see each other. And he's like, oh, I was like, oh, fuck, he had a Jets jersey on because he went to the Jets game. It was good seeing him. You know, we kind of like, we're all, all dancing together, having a good time. Because we were all at the same kind of level of drunkenness at that point in the night, right? Yeah. Um, and whatever we, you left, and of course everybody's coming up to me. They're like, "Where the fuck's Milan? Where'd Milan go?" And I had to explain to them that you're fucking Flaky McFlakerson, and you went home to sleep. Yeah, it's so like what a bitch. Everybody's saying what a bitch. In fact, they made me text you. You're a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I did. So I'm like, all right. So we're standing there, we're dancing. We stayed like probably another like half an hour after you left. You must have left at like one thirty. Uh, no, because it felt like the never ending night because they changed the clocks back. So we had an extra hour of party time. Yeah. yeah. So you left, stayed there for like an extra half an hour. Uh, and first things first, I'd just like to say this. I'll get to this later. I, another, two people were there that I knew through my ex. Mm-hmm. Like I knew them through my ex yeah. that I haven't seen since I broke up with her pre-COVID. Yeah. Okay? So kind of an awkward situation, but I see them. When I, right when we walked in, I'm like, oh, fuck, they're here. Not that I don't like them or anything like that. They're cool people, but I just thought it would be weird because of like the situation at hand. Yeah. And like, I don't even know if they're even really still friends. Yeah. My ex-girlfriend and them. So I was like, because I kind of wasn't really worried about it, but I kind of was. Yeah. So I just kind of keep my distance, you know? Because I feel like they were there to have fun and nobody wants that awkward interaction unless like it just happens, you know? So I was like, I'll just wait till he knows me. So I'm dancing and I see these two people looking over at me going like, hey, fucking, that's fucking Sully. That's Brayden, you know? And I'm like, oh, they caught me. Yeah. So I just look over and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, hey. So I go over there, I fucking shake the guy's hand, yeah. you know, get a little side hug to the, the, the girl and um, <laughs> they're like, oh, fucking, how's it going? And I'm like, good. And I would explain to them that we snuck through the back and they were not happy about that, first yeah. of all, because they paid the 35 bucks. He's like, yeah, I had to fucking pay 35 bucks. And I felt bad, so I bought them a shot, yeah. which is like, shots weren't that expensive, so it didn't matter. You know, just to be a nice guy, mm-hmm. to break the, break the weirdness. But I always think it's weird because, like, I feel like two things happened to me, which I'll explain later. Mm-hmm. 
in like the same week where I saw two different people from that situation where it's like I knew them through my ex. Yeah. That situation didn't feel weird at all. Like it just felt normal to me. You know? I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? They're like, hey, good to see you. You know? Yeah. Bought them a shot. They're like, fuck yeah. You seem like you're doing well. I seem like you're doing well, you know? Yeah. They asked me to take pictures of them, which is like kind of like weird, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I was fucked. So hopefully those pictures turned out. I imagine they didn't, <laughs> you know? Because they're also in a dark neon basement. <laughs> yeah, glow in the dark mice are like, running around. I was like, do you want me to use, <laughs> I was like, do you want me to use flash? Like, no flash. I was like, okay, well, you're not going to see anything. Yeah. Because it's so dark down here. So yeah, I just think it's, I'll talk about it later, but I just thought it was weird. Like, it was so easy seeing them and so weird seeing the other people. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, me, Kenzie, Derek, super friends, mm-hmm. and Ty, mm-hmm. we're still there. We leave, right? Yeah. This fucking shrimp guy, not the same guy that was talking to you, this fucking weirdo. Remember that weirdo that kept looking at us the whole night? He was like <laughs> yeah. lingering behind. Yeah. So he fucking wouldn't leave us alone. And uh, we're dancing in a circle. I'm fucking crushing it after you left. Leave. This guy follows out and he starts talking to me about who God knows what. Yeah. He's like, let me follow you on Instagram, man. So he follows me on Instagram. Didn't follow him back. Not a big deal. <laughs> Follows us into Little Pizza Heaven, and I was like, oh, I'm going to buy a couple slices. T.Y., nice guy, fucking buys pizza for everybody. Holy moly. Then he's like, you guys want something to drink? Because when you get pizza, you get a free drink, right? So yeah. he buys us all waters. Yeah. We're standing outside. And I don't know why this fucking made me crack up. I saw this guy. I don't know. if I think I told you on the podcast before about how I went to the shark club with a homeless person. Yeah, you who did. Who played guitar. Yeah. Curtis. Yeah. His nice. name is Curtis. Right? So we're all hanging out outside, eating this pizza. Curtis is fucking absolutely drawing a crowd. Like 20 people all singing fucking Fork Stuck in the Road kind of vibe. You know? <laughs> Another turning, turning point, point of Fork Stuck in the Road. road. With the guitar. Yeah. Everybody's having a great time. So I go up to Ty. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's fucking Curtis, man. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, fucking Curtis. I heard about him. So he must listen to the episode. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, fucking Curtis rocks, man. He's like, you know what? Takes out, takes out some money. Goes, Curtis gets a 50 banger. I don't know why. It just made me crack up inside. <laughs> Curtis gets a 50 banger. Gives him 50 bucks. Yeah. Like, Holy fuck. What God. did Curtis say? He's like, oh, thank you so much, man. Stops the song. And he's like, thank you so much. You didn't have to do that. I appreciate that. He's like, really just, yeah. you know, you can tell it was heartfelt. Because I don't know if you know if Curtis is homeless. Yeah. He just plays playing music. <laughs> uh, so then I'm thinking like, ah, fuck. You know what? I've got to walk Kenzie back home after. So we eat this delicious pizza on our way back home. Walk all the way past my house, our house, go all the way to Kenzie's again. Like, uh, once we get to Kenzie's, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Because I walked her all the way home, me, Derek, and T.Y. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stay here. Because there's no way. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm not walking my ass all the way back home. Might as well just stay here. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, Ty was planning on staying at our house, right? But he's like, okay. So I fall asleep. Me and Derek fall asleep on this futon. And Ty falls asleep on this chair. And I wake up the next morning at like 7 o'clock in the morning. Because he said that he wanted to leave early, right? I woke up at like 7 o'clock in the morning. Ty's nowhere to be found. So I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, whatever. He must be around somewhere. Because there's no other... I was like, maybe he went upstairs. Maybe he went like somewhere else. I don't know. He must be somewhere. He's got to be somewhere safe. So I go back to sleep. I wake up around 9. Kenzie's bitch ass is still hammered in the morning. And she's feeding her fucking gecko. <laughs> right? And I look at her. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where's Ty? She's like, oh. <laughs> Starts laughing. She's like... After you guys fell asleep, which I fell asleep quick when we got there. Like, I opened yeah. a beer, had, like, two sips, like, classic, fell asleep. It's like, yeah, you know, you fell asleep, uh, and you started snoring, and he just looked at me and said, fuck this. And he took an Uber back home, which is, like, it was, like, a $150 Uber. Can I point out something? Yeah. I've told you many times. I was like, oh, man, I could hear you snoring. You're like, no, I don't snore. I don't do that. And I was like, all right, maybe one time he didn't snore. Then like a couple of weeks go by and I hear these fucking sawn woodchuck snoring over there. <sighs> all, all, all the live long night. And I go, Matt, you snore like a fucking dad. He go, no, I don't snore. <laughs> That's not something you get to decide because you're sleeping when it happens. And you just, you just won't, you just, not even you won't admit it. You just like, no, it's not me. <laughs> you must have me mistaken for someone else. I'm like, we're the only two fucking people who live here. I can hear you snoring through walls. You're like, well, that's weird because. I don't snore, man. And I was like, you do, though. And you never, you never latched on. You, you never claimed know, your snoring identity. You want to know why I don't? It's because it must be something new. And here's why I think it must be something <laughs> new. Like, either, is it happen on just regular days? <laughs> like, yeah. like, when I'm not drinking? Like, just like on a Wednesday? Just sometimes. Okay. It, it must be a new thing. Because... Uh, I went through like multiple relationships where I stayed 
at their house slept next to them. And the people that I was dating would have told me. I don't Maybe they didn't, though. But, like, they would have been annoyed. Like, I know, like, there's times where they've woke me up and they're like, hey, you're, you're snoring. So I was like, oh, okay, well. So you knew. But I knew, like, I, I occasionally snored, but I thought it would be like, every, every, if I was snoring every night, they would have been like, you fucking snore. And they never said that. So that's why I was like, I must not snore. And then I asked my dad. I was like, do I snore? Well, your dad's the class snorer of the ball. But yeah, so he would know, though. You know, no, he wouldn't because he snores so loud he can't hear himself. No, but he like wakes up in the middle of the night, he would have heard me. Probably because he snores so loud, he wakes himself up. Yeah, but he, what I'm saying is like, when he woke up went down the stairs, yeah. he would have heard me snore. Yeah, but it's hereditary because he both snore in the family. No, but I'm saying like I don't snore all the time. No, but you do. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't snore. I'm not a snorer, dude. I will not take this slander. This snore slander. I don't snore. Okay. Occasionally, <laughs> yes, I do. So you do. Occasionally. Okay, occasionally. But you can't say I snore every night. Well, I don't know. I don't sleep next to you. <laughs> but you sleep in the same house. Sometimes you snore through the walls. It's so loud. I'm sure you snore the other days, too. So I must too. be in distress. I must be dreaming. <laughs> dreaming about snoring. I don't know. I don't snore, dude. That's not something I do. That is from the Bizarro, lad. Yeah. This is the Bizarro world with Vladaransky. <laughs> and Sully Solberg. Always follow our rules of fun. fun. See you next time. Mwah. We love you. I, I like you platonically. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>